<laughs> Welcome to Cheers and Queers on Fleet. On Fleet. A boozy podcast about Star Trek through the lens of black queer fans. That's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> you ain't ready. <laughs> um, follow us Woo. on Twitter on our regular handle. Cheers the, the letter N queers. Um, use the hashtag cheers the letter N queers to follow the conversation. Let us know what you're drinking um, while you listen and find other queers. How can you support this podcast? You question. can become a patron. Hey! Because in the year of Beyonce 2020 <laughs> <laughs> uh you should just give your money to black yeah. fans. You should just yeah. do that. That's a good one. Um yeah. And so the link to our patron is in the show notes. You can also just search Cheers and Queers on Patreon. Give us your money. There's like tiers, there's levels of interaction, there's stuff you can do, there's stuff we'll do for you. It's, it's cute. cute. If you don't got them coins, if the Rona got you, if you like, mm, girl, we about to go into a depression, I don't know. That's fine. fine. You can rate us on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. It bumps us up in podcast searches. And it makes us feel good. It does. (laughs) To be cool. (laughs) Just to be cool. There you go, please. (laughs) Um, and if you got some time, if you had got some capacity, we would love if you filled out our listener it's survey. It's not that long. Um, like- it's not that mm-hmm. long. It's, I like try to keep it short and sweet and it's really to help us understand like who you are, you being the collective, you of the listeners and the kind of things that you want to hear from us. Um, so the link to that is in the show notes and also is on our Twitter. Yeah. We'll pin that tweet if we didn't already. Maybe we did already. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I still don't understand Twitter. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's us. But what is this really? Because maybe you've been listening to Cheers and Queers for a while and you're like, oh, fleet what? <laughs> but we did have one a who? Star Trek episode before and we do be talking about the track. So if you're surprised, how did you get here? That's the real question. Uh, but how did it's we true. get here? Why are we talking about Star Trek? Well, it's my fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Blame Carrie. I, I've been a Trekkie in varying degrees of seriousness since I was five years old. And I love it. And I love talking about it. But particularly want to talk about it with people who actually identify the way I identify. Because there's far too many just ignorant nerd white boys that just... I, mm. They talk about the series mm. and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, huh? why, are, why are we still talking about uniforms? Like, what? did you not, like, why are you ragging on Hello? Deanna Troy so hard? Did you not see she's like a femme idol? Like, what's your problem? An icon. An icon. Okay, so legendary status. Um, so <laughs> while we're here in the time of Rona, in quarantine, we figured we could add an extra special, uh, what do they call it? Spinoff. To the regular series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and or mm-hmm. as black folks are known to say there's levels to there's this levels shit. to this shit <laughs> <laughs> so we're still gonna do the regular cheers and queers episodes but we're gonna drop in every once in a while and do this track special if you're not into track if it turns you off well we aren't friends but that's fine and you can move on to the next episode <laughs> that's literally not true there are definitely people who are like y'all be talking about star trek and your regular podcast and i don't really get well, then, it yeah 
move on. <laughs> and so I'm like, cool, cool, cool. You don't have to listen to the episodes. You can listen to the regular episodes of Cheers and Queers. This is for the truckies. That's right. And if you are a person who's like a cheers and a who, welcome. Welcome. Gird your loins. <laughs> strap yourself in. It's going to be a ride. Speaking of which, maybe we should actually introduce ourselves. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> let's do a little check-in. I'm going to make it up on the spot. I'm going to... Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Name, pronoun, and uh, where in the Star Trek universe would you be meaning? You may or may not be in Starfleet. You may or may not be on a planet or in space. So locate yourself. Mm. Let's take a moment to take that in. <sighs> uh, I'll start and see what comes out of my mouth. Uh, okay. Kyria, pronouns she, her, or femme if you're nasty. Um, and I would be, um, I would love to be, would I love to be? I just, this is what my brain said. I'm going to be ship's counselor <laughs> on a star base. I think I'd rather be on a star base mm. than on the ship. But it was the option mm-hmm. to like hop off and like go on trips and stuff. Yeah. How yeah, about yeah, you? Yeah. Word. Uh, Ishoke, pronoun she, her, and ma'am. I feel like I would work at the Academy. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if it would be like in the sort of xenobiology. Like, here's why y'all humans got to stop being racist and understand that gender exists outside of the binary. Or in the like, here's how to integrate like starships so that everybody can functionally exist on long ass missions with everybody's little holidays and little cultural practices and little you know food this is a serious this would be necessary at the academy (laughs) like i feel like they don't talk about that enough like how like you put a bunch of people from not just different areas in the country they breathe but different air (laughs) literally different atmospheres (laughs) niggas are different like chemical compositions of blood in a space in a little tin can and shoot them off into (laughs) space but gene roddenberry's vision is that all races have gone beyond prejudices and surface judgments of one another. Lol, humans are right. still trash. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because we are. Here's what we here's here's what I'm going to say right now. This is a week mm-hmm. full of black death. Mm. We're mm. not going to talk about that. We're going to be the most Afrofuturist right now and we are shooting ourselves in the space. So we will be a little optimistic, but also know that there needs to be social justice education at Starfleet. <laughs> right, right. Because you know who's not thinking about that shit? The Vulcans. Oh, gosh. They aren't. <laughs> okay. 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 So the idea of this is that we're going to cover one franchise per episode. Um, and we are going to do them in chronological order. The actual chronological order. Prime timeline. Prime timeline. If you don't know what that is, Google it. (laughs) Yes. Just go on ahead and get you on memory alpha and get it together. All right. So we're going to talk through the prime timeline. I may try and convince Kyria to like 
scuttle off into the reboots, mm. but you know, <laughs> she's <laughs> right. <laughs> that sound is <laughs> how far I've come so far. Uh, hey, but listen, you got us to watch <laughs> Enterprise, so anything's possible. Yikes. <laughs> um, so speaking of Enterprise, that is where we are starting. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, we're going to visit our favorite bar in the multiverse. Okay. 10 forward. Hi, Guinan. <laughs> oh, my God. She just exists on all planes she, of relative. She existence. literally does, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like, so what are we drinking? Well, why don't you kick us off? Because I edited. <laughs> Lol, me okay. too. Uh, so I, I spent way too long during the workday falling down this rabbit hole of trying to find Star Trek themed mm-hmm. drinks. Star Trek is the first thing on the planet Earth to be recognized as a fandom uh, yeah. and therefore it is yeah it is super old and therefore there is a ton of so stuff online. And so I have now many 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 uh, many, many, cocktail many. recipes, many, many, many <laughs> cocktail recipes about that, like our Star Trek things. Um, this one is called the Alien Sex on the Beach. It is the base is whiskey and pink champagne. Um, I added uh pims to it because chip chip cheerio, <laughs> and because it's a nice day outside, and I wanted to think about. Like when I think about like pims, I think about like sitting outside and like feeling the breeze in my hair. Right. And who knows when a bitch gonna get to a beach? Right. So Ugh, I miss uh, nature, hard nature so hard, but yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, mine is whiskey pims and what's pims again? I always think I know what it is, and then is that gin? It's no. this British liqueur. Oh, it's, British liqueur. it's a British liqueur. Okay, yeah. okay right, right, right. That makes sense. Pip, pip, okay, um, so. I so part part of the problem in the time of Rona is that I am doing delivery liquor, which means that I don't get to like peruse through my wine, you know, store. Not that I'm any good at picking out wine anyway. So when the showcase texted mm-hmm. me and was like, get pink champagne, I was like, okay, click. And I just ordered the first thing that popped up that was under twenty dollars. So Word. it's not amazing. That's part of the problem. I did mix it with my favorite bourbon bullet, which I now have. Um the last time I got Eagle Rare. Um, because that's what they had. That's also good. I recommend that. But um, mm. it was just kind of bleh. It was like, I don't really love yeah. bourbon and champagne to begin with, but this champagne is just kind of like flat. Like it's n- neither dry nor sweet. It's just kind of bleh. Mm. So I was like, it needs a it needs a, a tang, a twist, something to blend this the f- flavors together and kind of like delight my tongue in a different way. So I didn't mm. have any like big citrus, um, but I did have a tangerine <laughs> and a, and a lemon. So I mashed up a tangerine and... Muddled. You muddled. I'm, excuse me. <clears throat> I muddled a tangerine <laughs> and I added a squirt of lemon and uh, just a, a gentle squeeze. And then a tiny little like bottle cap of cranberry. Y'all know listeners, long time listeners, I don't like it too sweet. So it's like mm-hmm. a splash of tangerine or a muddled tangerine, a splash of lemon, a splash of cranberry the bourbon and the champagne. And now it's quite good, actually. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's really it's more like a sex exactly. on the beach is it's more citrusy. Is, yeah. 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 So whoever it's, made this cocktail was lazy. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. And so I think that similarly, my I should have spent a little bit. The wine store that is across the street from where I live now is open mm-hmm. and you can go in, but only three people at oh. a time. <laughs> so I went like during my lunch break. Mm-hmm. So there would be nobody in there. And I just picked up the cheapest champagne mm-hmm. that was pink. But I should have asked for a recommendation right. for a sweeter champagne mm. because I feel like a sweet champagne plus Evan Williams would actually have made this a good cocktail. Right. But uh, I think it actually the Pims really helps. Mm-hmm. I will if I make this again, I would probably add like a ginger liqueur. I recommend you try citrus. It's actually I like it. Yeah. Citrus plus champagne for me doesn't do it. Oh, but. so what do you usually do instead of mimosa? Do you usually do? I'm really into a passion fruit mimosas mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, so that is what we are having at 10 Forward. And uh, cheers. And cheers. Um, Kira is drinking out of her like MCC tumbler. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my new school alumni champagne flute because my homies are graduating from Milano today Mm -hmm. and I wanted to honor them because last year I've managed to muddle through the clusterfuck of graduation Mm -hmm. and this year they were like, it's going to be fine. And then there was a pandemic. So I'm like, listen, you still getting that paper. Right. So cheers to all the graduates of Starfleet and regular universities. <laughs> regular universities in the year of our Beyonce 2020. Mm. Yeah, the PIMS really helps. And citrus is great. It also makes me think of like wearing silly hats and being in love. Oh. So. <laughs> That's pretty great. <sighs> all right. Captain's log. Captain's log, star date. I don't know what date <laughs> it is. What? I took my watch off. Time uh, doesn't exist. That's another thing. We'll cover that in the regular cheers and queers. Temporal <laughs> motherfucking degradation. Yeah. That's what it is. Wait, there, it was temporal. even a better word than degradation. It was like disintegrate something. It was. I we'll talk know. about it in the it's regular something. cheers and queers. But star date May fourteenth, twenty twenty. Um, so we did a rewatch, if you could call it that, mm-hmm. of Star Trek Enterprise, Ooh. which was not actually named Star Trek Enterprise until fucking season three, because that's how shitty it was. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's why, but right. in my head, that's okay, why. So remember, <laughs> we're going prime timeline. So we're going in order. And so this is mm-hmm. the first. Here's what I'll say. I somehow... In days of yore, I must have been going through something mentally because I sat through <laughs> the whole dang series and I knew it was bad, but I made it through. This time, I could not make myself do it. I watched two and a half Mm-mm. episodes and I was done. So, <laughs> yeah, I how many episodes did I watch? You went in. One, two, three, four. But this was the first five, watch for you, not a rewatch. Six, seven. I have watched. Two episodes of Enterprise ever. Okay, yeah. Before now. So you had fresher eyes. Like two. And I watched those two episodes because I will talk about this in a second. Mm -hmm. But anyone who has heard me talk about Star Trek uh, knows that I'm really into the Mirrorverse. And the origin of the Mirrorverse, where the Mirrorverse uh, split from the Prime timeline is revealed in 
the what season is that? Well, okay, know. I want to hear about that in a second. I want to hear your overall rating mm-hmm. of the series, though. Oh, overall, I give this like a negative, <laughs> negative fifty <laughs> out of. <laughs> I I literally wish it wasn't part of the canon. Okay, give me like a one sentence reason and like a, a low, a, a high if you can find it, and a low. All right, a one sentence reason. It was inconsistent. The writing was terrible, and they didn't treat their they didn't treat their people well. Mm. Like they didn't treat the characters well. Right. They didn't give them the space to grow, mm-hmm. which was always very frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. And from what I have read on the internet, very frustrating for the actors and for the showrunners and producers. There was apparently a lot of uh studio slash production company like interference good to know good to know so that i hated it Mm -hmm. i think that what it does is it does highlight it does talk about in ways that later treks do not Mm -hmm. it does talk about like the fact that humans are still trash Right. right it does talk about that humans are inherently hierarchical creatures and that we want ourselves to order always be at the top Mm. and that we are inherently hella racist and xenophobic do you think this series is self-aware of that yeah it it takes a while to get there i think i think it takes a while like i don't really see that until season four once they get through that like weird temporal time right 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 so weird (laughs) but yeah i I think that the series tackles the like humans are trash better in in a more head-on way than other series do so if there were a highlight that's a good highlight it would be that humans are trash literally everything else about this series is bad right okay my overall rating yeah it's a it's a miss it like you don't need to watch it you like in order to be a trek fan even a super fan i think there's very little that you like need to know so it's it's just completely skippable um and here's the thing this is an overall like comment on our process of doing this spinoff series through um, the prime timeline, as opposed to like chronologically when they were released is that each Star Trek series is a, is a product of its time. Right. And so the original yeah. Star Trek original series is in the sixties, like in the midst of the civil rights movement. And so it's really mm-hmm. responding and reflecting to those things, even as it's of its time about like sexism and stuff like that. It's really like trying to be as progressive, progressive as it can and take on those issues. And while you give it a high rating in terms of like being critical of humans later on in the first episode, like it is the most jingoistic of the Star Trek to me. Like the, it, and it, 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 it's in the middle of the Bush era and it feels like it. Like it is so yeah. like rugged white man like half of the cast is like from fucking texas it feels like they're just like so like white men you know this just what it's like and it's like they're it feels like they are we're attempting to like hit the nostalgia of like the original series like sort of cowboy-esque but it doesn't feel that way it feels Mm -hmm. forced it feels corny and it feels like who is this for like what do you think of your fans and like yeah. the the title song is the worst offender. It is like Ugh. that is like you just can't get through the opening. It's called it's called it's called Kill Yourself Before Listening to This Song. Um, <laughs> what is the name of the song again? I was just looking at it. I literally don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, it's called Where My Heart Will Take Me. 
Uh, lyrics by Diane Warren and vocals by Russell Watson. Russell Watson, I don't even God know bless your heart. Is. Just please stop. <laughs> it is, it's the worst of like white rock from the late 90s, early 2000s. Which is sad because that was when like there was some really I don't good mean alternative. That's when alternative oh, was, okay. was taking over rock. I'm talking about like your dad's white rock <laughs> not my dad no does my dad only listen to black rock no, i'm not Let saying he would clear. listen to it i'm saying of his generation okay it's like boomer white rock is what it is ew, yeah. ew. um and it, it feels like it so that's my overall like look what i guess i have to say something oh here's what i would say is positive about it and this is what my dad likes about it which i agree with in damn i didn't even text my dad what, whoops <laughs> you're bad Oops. <laughs> uh, this is great in concept, poor in execution. Though I would say, like, technically, basically just that it was scratching an itch that some people had about, like, what was it like before Star Trek had their shit together? In ter- um, sorry, Starfleet. Like, what was it like before mm-hmm. they knew everything about warp engines? What was it like before they knew how far they had to go to get to planet Vulcan, right? Like when they hadn't really left their space and they were doing it for the first time. So like the ship's kind of janky. Um, the like, they're like star map, right? <laughs> they're what? like confused. And so uh, there's a little bit of like, Oh, that's cute. But like, you have to like put your fingers over your eyes and like squint to like, see that <laughs> <laughs> through all the bad writing, as you said, all the like poor character relationships, all the forced like romanticism. <laughs> Um, and it's uh, super rapey as uh, hella rapey. It's super rapey. So there's that trigger warning, I guess, forever. <laughs> Ignore it. Yeah. Trigger warning forever. Trigger warning very specifically on um, the episode. Anything stigma. Anything featuring T'Pol. Anything they. Anything in featuring fact, T'Pol. I remember when I wrote it. I should look this tweet up again. But I wrote a tweet while I was rewatching it being like, if I had the energy, I would write. A think piece called "The Raping of Troy and Paul: Why Star Trek yes. Can't Handle Strong Women." Yes, because they just keep pulling down their necklines and exposing more cleavage, and and then right. allowing them to. And be every episode that features one of them as the lead character, it's always about somebody violating them, them being helpless, yes. and the men yes. of the cat crew needing to come help them. That's all that it is. Yes. And that's, listen, that's Correct. true of Next Generation as well. So, like, I can kill my darlings. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you join the crew? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, no. That is a legitimate fucking tin can in no. space. Those motherfuckers don't know how to do shit about shit. No. no. Would you try to ingratiate yourselves to the uh, uh, Vulcans and try to get off Earth? No, because they're <laughs> terrible, they too. Like, the Vulcan High Council is really terrible. Yeah. Like, the scientists are really terrible. Yep. Yep. Like, all of it is bad. It's all bad. That era of the, like, of whatever was happening right. and, like, establishing Starfleet and establishing right. the Federation of Planets, yep. like, that era is all friction and terrible, right. and I don't want no parts. Yep. So we'll just go into cryosleep and wake up later. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, special combination. Mm-hmm. I just always want to give to Paul a shout out because 
I want to give to Paul a shout out, but I also mostly like really want to give Jolene. And I don't know how to say her last name. Blalock. Which, which Blalock? one is she? She plays to oh, oh, okay, okay. But I always want to give her a shout out because they wrote that character terribly. They, did. they treated her terribly. They, they she was just this like weird sex object, yep. but like sexy but like smart but like Vulcan Her whole character but was like, like will she loosen up or not <laughs> yeah and it's like that's not how Vulcans no. work fools no. and it was always about like her and her body yep. <laughs> strangely but like not an autonomous body no. it just was weird and terrible and uh, she had to keep playing it like she just kept she had to say all she of committed. those lines and like she do all of those scenes. And like, I, I hope wherever she is, she's having a nice day. <laughs> Me too. And I give a special commendation to Porthos the dog for not talking. A great beagle. Yep. Cute beagle. No bad lines. <laughs> no bad lines. <laughs> not a one. <laughs> um, okay. This isn't technically a segment, but I want, before we go to this rating, I want you to go off on the Mirrorverse. Tell us more. All right. So listen. (laughs) The Mirrorverse is the best part of Star Trek. Anyone who knows me knows that that is my feeling. I never want anyone to find out how much Do we want to give a quick explainer of of Mirrorverse or we just want to let people out here like figure it Um, out? Okay, so the Mirrorverse... We don't know how nice we're going to be yet to the fans. We, we don't. <laughs> um, the Mirrorverse, and I think it's important to explain this mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Mirrorverse exists because when Cochrane greeted the first Vulcan, Zephyrin Cochrane, which is the first, oh, first yes. contact between Vulcans and human beings. Go on. So the Vulcans came to Earth after we achieved the first warp That's engine. Right. Zephyrin Cochran met he developed that engine. the Vulcan uh, met the Vulcan uh, landing party. Mm-hmm. The establishment of the Mirrorverse is contingent on the fact that instead of greeting the Vulcan party and sort of welcoming them to the planet, right. he shoots them ah. and boards the ship. And, you know, they're like, Humanity is rough at this point, right? Mm-hmm. They're like recovering from the Third World War. Mm-hmm. They're like recover. There's like eugenic stuff happening. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of wild race stuff happening. There's like nuclear shit going on. There's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Humanity is rough yep. at this point, right? So the United Federation of Planets never comes into existence, right? Because Humanity is like, we got to go out there and essentially control and enslave every alien in the known and unknown universe. Right. But okay, did it explain like how those moments split off? Like, what was the, like, is it whether or not Zephyr and Cochran tripped on a rock and got scared or like what? No. He, they literally, the episode opens with like the Vulcan landing party comes out of their ship. And like does the Vulcan salute and says, live long and prosper. And Zephyrin Cochran pulls his shotgun out from his coat and shoots huh. the Vulcan landing So there's party. still a mystery as to like 
why in that? Yeah, so we we don't know. Okay. I've read some really great fan fiction okay. about like what was going on for him. You should him. drop the links in the episode notes. I will have to go deep back into my Tumblr. Okay. <laughs> uh, so maybe I won't. Maybe I won't do that. <laughs> Damn. I, I wish um, <laughs> No, no. ATL uh, me was very adventurous in the things I was willing to Got it. <laughs> um... But yeah, so that those are the only two episodes that I had watched previous to this right. watching because they establish a lot of the stuff that we see in the later Mirrorverse episodes. Mm-hmm. But they managed to fuck up the Mirrorverse. Mm, like, so. all right, the Mirrorverse is supposed to be like very sexy. It's supposed to be like dark. It's supposed to be like gritty. Right. It's supposed to be like, People are out here like eking their way through the universe. Uh, right? <laughs> yep. It's whack. All the characters are whack. Well, There's all this like whack like dialogue instead of like motherfuckers in the mirrorverse. If you talk wild crazy to somebody, they just stab right. you. Like, <laughs> just, I'm just the whole time. I'm just like, what? Mm. It's like terrible. I mean, it it doesn't help that I hate the characters already. Right. So their evil um, version are not going to be fun because you don't like them. No. And then it's supposed to be like super sexy, but like nobody has like their sexy facial hair. Mm. Nobody has their sexy like ripped off arms of their. Listen, it showcase here <laughs> for the beards and the arms. Get it together. <laughs> and the midriffs, and the midriffs right? Midriffs, so like, no, no, the mid, the midriffs show oh, midriffs up, right? Point. So all of the women. It's because it was 2002. Like, midriffs were. Right. Uhura. <laughs> uh, so Uhura, like, obviously is the, like, template for women's um, mirrorverse everything, yeah. right? So to Paul and Hoshi Sato, um, who is the linguist on the Enterprise, um, both are wearing like midriff bearing mm-hmm. uniforms. Mm-hmm. But like it's all whack. It's all terrible. Boo. All right. Uh so I- also it's supposed to be a little it's all a little bit queer, right? It's all like a little bit like heavily Pan-sexual. overtly sexual. Yes. Like the mirror verse is all about like sexing. I don't care. Sex and stabbing. We gonna fuck how you like me and now. And there's so many, and so, so many knives. Like it's space. They it's, they have laser sharp. guns, but they stab each other constantly. It's, <laughs> it's just all like knifey. sharp. <laughs> it's knife. There's knives in people's hair and people's boots. Oh, this says and a lot I'm, about I'm the like, kinks of of the early Trek writers. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's just stabbing. Oh my god! I'm just like there's a whole. You already know there's like a whole like pod of like BDSM Star Trek knife play. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing that exists. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure should... those people are right now being like somebody um, talking about. If you're me. out there, will you send us a tweet, please? <laughs> I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Woo! Please send us a tweet. <laughs> Cheers, the letter and cheers. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, speaking of queerness, okay, so I want to talk mm-hmm. about this episode called Stigma. <laughs> season two, right? Ugh. Is it season two? Season three. Season yeah, two. season two, episode 14. Yeah. So it's interesting. I actually, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It, this was a a good bad for me. Like I enjoyed it because of the mm. B plot. It was so funny to me. 
Okay, so this was Star Trek's. It was like the fact that they wrote this episode and th- these were the two plots. Just it says a lot. So it was Star Trek <sighs> overtly like such a thinly veiled illusion uh, to tackle the HIV uh, crisis and particularly like the um, to to really come from the left and be like, you know, we didn't act fast enough to to take on HIV. It, so politically speaking, OK, I can get down with that. Um, mm-hmm. And they do that via uh, the uh, a made up just for this episode. Never heard of it again or since. <laughs> nope. Us. Uh, um, uh, syndrome that Vulcans pass to each other through um, uh, their mind meld, which is their kind of... So Vulcans are lightly telepathic. And in this episode, again, I I think it's really quite different in other series. But in this mm-hmm. episode, in this series, they say that only some Vulcans have the genetic makeup in order to do mind melds, which is where you link minds and you can literally see into each other's minds and thoughts like a hundred percent and it's really dangerous this is true across the series that mind melts happen and that they're dangerous except in discovery where they're yes. like used like candy but that's another we'll get there which is I, we'll get there next that's week literally next that's episode. next yeah because <laughs> it's like <laughs> what why okay but it is true it is true across the series that mind melts are considered to be really dangerous but in this series they're considered and to be deeply intimate and deeply intimate. That's that's true across all series. But in this series, they're they're like super stigmatized and only this rare minority that has like a slightly different DNA or whatever. Because I was born with it. Um, they're they they have this ability <laughs> and they practice it and it's like stigmatized in the same way. It's a, an allusion to the way queerness is stigmatized. Oh my god! And so oh the god. lines are all about like, how could you be intimate in that way? And it's just <laughs> so corny. And then it's so overwrought. It's so overwrought. And then so if you do mind meld, some of the people who mind meld pass along this syndrome. And Vulcan, mm-hmm. the Vulcan High Council and the Vulcan Science Council doesn't want to explore treatment for this syndrome because they want to eliminate uh, this, you know, stigmatized intimacy from their culture. It's super like, I mean, right. it's true. Well, they don't want to acknowledge that yeah. it exists. Right. They don't want to acknowledge it exists, period. And they don't want to condone these practices. Um, that's that's the mm-hmm. A plot. And I would say, like, politically, I'm like, okay, I agree. Writing-wise, like, relax. Um, and also, like, why did you invent all this stuff? And it took them so long in the plot, too, to get to, like... This is what this is. Not only... This is why it's important. Right. No, it took them so long to get... Because, okay, here's the thing that's, like, super tricky and, like, problematic. Is that T'Pol gets this in the series because she was... Wait for it basically raped by forced yes. to do a mind meld by someone yes. so she was mind raped and and I don't I didn't watch that episode I mean I did so before, I, but I didn't rewatch like, it you don't need uh, to rewatch it I, yeah, so I remember it and mm-hmm. I remember being like super uncomfortable I mean if you've seen Deanna Troy it, it happens to her constantly in, in Next Generation constantly but anyways so then you're like wait a minute are you saying is the illusion here that like gay people force straight people to have sex with them and give them AIDS like that that was that was really like too possible of the plot for far too long in the show it took them to like the second third when they were like oh but not everyone's like that (laughs) they were like okay yeah and then only only like one character says that and then T'Pol is like yeah I know right (laughs) 
it's just like what? Okay, let's talk about the B plot though, though, because that's what I'm here for. The B plot is uh-huh. uh, <laughs> this. Um, so the doctor on this um, series is um, uh, forgot his name. Flox. Yeah. Uh, f- yeah. Doctor Flox. Doctor Flox. P H L O X. Um, and he is what is his species? My notes are terrible. He's Denobulin. Thank you. Um, and Denobulins have been like hanging out, or this he this particular doctor's been hanging out on planet Earth for a little while. And so when they like go off on this mission into space, he's like, Oh yeah, let me go hang out with you. Um No, he goes because they're trying to save right. the Klingon's okay. life. Okay, that, yes. And he's like, he's they're literally no one else on Earth knows how to care for a Klingon. True. And so Archer is like, uh, come on, get on this ship. And right. Flox is like, you go into space to see other aliens? That sounds great. Yes. <laughs> which is basically the Denobulan ad- attitude about life, which is like, oh, yes. things. <laughs> which is, which then goes to this B plot, which is they're also um, polygamous. They all have mm-hmm. like four spouses, men and women. Three to four. Yeah. yeah. So, which Everybody. means that if one Denobulan has four, is is male identified and has four wives, apparently they're all straight because that's the way Star Trek was until Discovery. Um, but if whoop, when if one Denobulan has four wives, his wife also probably has four husbands who are not, they don't know him. So everybody's fucking everybody. I'm no I mean, but they do know him. Right. Like, That's true, true, true. He asked about right. her other right. husbands. It was, I was, that part I was No, th- okay, so yeah. G- great clarification. This is what I meant to say. They are not a foursome pod. What I mean is he's not necessarily fucking her husbands. Right. So you, as you and your husband might fuck, and then he's fucking for other people who you are chill and cool with. But you got your Y'all are all friends. You're all friends, but you got your four husbands and you don't necessarily want to fuck with his wives because you don't it's just you're not tripping on that. You may or may not be interested. Maybe they are gay also or and pansexual. Maybe. Let's hope I, you would assume so, but it's not in the episode. I would assume so. Right. Also, there's this whole thing about Denobians are are extraordinarily patient. So they don't yes. actually see their husbands right. and wives. For continuously like, right which to right. me was really exciting they're like yes they'd be like oh yes. it'll be like years you That's know right. and like they'll be like oh i haven't seen so-and-so in like five years but i'm about to go see him now right it's and then they just like on and pop except <laughs> right except that they're like let's have dinner and like smell each other yeah they're <laughs> like biggest kink is like sniffing each other i love yeah. honestly this writing in terms of like sci-fi like imagining different ways of intimacy and like following through the world building mm-hmm. i was like this is dope why is it more yes. of the writing like yes. this so here's the best part is that the whole gag of this b plot is that his wife comes on the ship they haven't seen each other for years they all well and good they're hanging to have dinner, dinner sniffing each other and armpits and shit but then she sees this little cowboy american tucker tucker he's the worst he's the worst he is for whatever reason she must like ignoramuses that's her kink i okay whatever whatever floats your boat she's like oh i want to fuck him so she's like all up in his business and he hey what's up hello he's like hey (laughs) he's this what is nervous little boy who's like what you're married and that's the gag like you as the audience the way it's written is that you're supposed to think he's dumb or at least that's how i saw it maybe you're not supposed to yes (laughs) i definitely read it as like this man is an idiot because 
flocks the whole time. It's like, why don't you want to fuck my wife? She's great. Hey, yo, <laughs> she about to she about to run you a bubble bath. Yeah, you better get in that bath. She about to take care of the you. rose petals. You better you better get it. <laughs> you better get it. You're lost. He literally says you're lost. He literally says. And then says it in front of his wife. That's right. The camera, Later. the camera pans away from the silly boy. And it's the two of them going like, oh, silly humans. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. And he's like, I'm so sad that like you didn't get to know each other better. And he's like, I got it. Right. Go. Honestly, honestly, I feel like this is the best portrayal of polyamory I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. In like it's so a, healthy. A and CBS light. TV show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Right. Is it C- UPN? CBS. No, know. they're all CBS. Oh, CBS on Star Trek. Now. At the time, oh, it was UPN. You right. You right. You right. Thank you. I was because I was like, it was on channel. You right. You right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I've never I've never seen it just right. The 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 reason that it is so joyful to mm-hmm. me is because like Flocks is just out here, out like, here. get it. Yeah. And his wife is also out here, like, hello. Right. And to me, it's one of the most healthy and, like, autonomous right. Autonomy. versions of, like, quote-unquote female, like, desire Oh, my God. Represented. She's so shamelessly sex, sex, sexual and desirous. It's, like, And she's amazing. like, hello, I would like to get in your pants. Yeah. You're, you're hot. Let's fuck. And, <laughs> and... And don't want anything besides that, right. right? And also, I'm a scientist, and I'm helping you put together oh, yeah. this beautiful, amazing microscope, oh. and I know more than you. You know what? Thank you for pulling out the distinction, because, like, it's not like we don't see strong sex- sexualized, uh, like, sexually voracious characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't see them be simultaneously scientifically minded, clever, like, fixing problems. Like, she... And she's not a super... She's not scantily clad. She's not, like, a T'Pol. Nope. Like, or a nope. seven of nine. Like, she's, like, kind of looks like, honestly, like a suburban soccer mom. I'm not really attracted to her type. Yeah. That's not my type. That's fine. Yeah. Which, but that's cool. Because she's, like, a regular-ass woman with a mm-hmm. smart-ass mind and a hot-ass libido. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> I'm into it. So, yeah. If, if I was gonna, like, similarly mm-hmm. in season two... There is so I think season two is when they were trying to explore things, right? Clearly, they're like, um, "What is this show?" Because they didn't, they didn't want to get canceled. Right. <laughs> and so the next episode that explores like sort of queer, queer adjacent things is this episode called the Cogenitor. So I forgot what the species name is, but oh, it out. is it's a species where they have three genders. Mm-hmm. Male, female, and a third gender, which they call it, which makes my soul hurt. Yeah, that was a poor choice. This third gender is very rare, Mm -hmm. but it's also the only way that this species can have a child. Right. I've definitely seen. Oh, right. Oh, see, this one is weird because it's almost like they have this weird, like, baby slave. Yes. Yeah. They do have this weird baby slave. Not, not well done. And if you have re- ever read, and so for me, when I when I first watched this, I was like, oh, this is like Visions? in... Is that what they call Visions? 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 Yeah. Visions? Visions? V-I-S-S-I-A-N-S. Yeah. So I was like, oh, a third gender, like in the Little Sprood series mm-hmm. um, by Octavia Butler, right. right? Where this particular, the Uncali have 
this third gender, which is required, right? It is where the sort of genetic mixing happens. Mm. It's the way that you are able to have a child Mm -hmm. and humans struggle with that, right? And so similarly, again, motherfucking Tucker, who is the The worst. worst. um, They like try to make him the Riker of the series and it's like, also Riker Um, was fairly tolerable. But go on. Well, <laughs> um, so he meets the cogenitor and like is like, wait a minute, like, how come y'all don't talk to this person? How come this person doesn't have rank on your ship? How come this person doesn't have a name? Mm-hmm. Right. And the fact that he is the only one out of everyone to see the sort of second class way that they manage this this particular being is is stressful to me because I'm like, there's no way in hell. Mm-hmm. But the writers decide that they're going to give this, that this person is going to decide on a gender and then decide that that gender is going to be the same as Tucker's. Wait, oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's coming back to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I saw this like so several years ago. The, so the <sighs> progenitor decides that it's going to be, it's going to name itself after Tucker. Okay. And then, like, begins to call themselves he, him. Right, because the impediment of actualization and agency is becoming a white man from fucking wherever he's from. Virginia, Missouri. (laughs) Right. And then, so, then the, like, people who, the cogenitor, like, it it was this weird mix of, like, a slave analogy and also this, like, non-binary experience right because this person like wasn't taught to read like they weren't like encouraged to go to school they didn't have a rank they they, their only purpose was to like help people have babies Mm -hmm. and so this this being like decides like hello i would like to um, claim asylum on the enterprise and this is a first contact situation Mm -hmm. And Archer is like, uh, uh he botches it, right. obviously. And is like, no, like we can't, we can't do that. Like, and scolds Tucker, which is, which is the other fucked up part of it for me, scolds Tucker for like not thinking through encouraging another being. Oh God. Right. I just looked who directed this is directed by LeVar Burton. Oh, no. OK. He <laughs> was deeply ashamed of this episode. Oh, my God. OK. Tell me everything. He was deeply ashamed oh, no. of this episode. Hold on. I'm literally looking for the um, I like have a, a list of like Quotes? shenanigans. Oh, my God. That. Like talk about the different. Um, Lavar Burton was embarrassed by two episodes. Oh my god! Right, Extinction, which I didn't watch okay. because yeah, we spared ourselves. And this one, we couldn't do it all, folks. Um, <laughs> because you know it, it was just like not. It wasn't good. Yep, it wasn't good. Right, and like the actors didn't like it. Wait, so why was he um, embarrassed? What did he say? Are you looking? Uh, I'm looking. Okay, so, okay. So this this particular quote is about extinction. Mm-hmm. So extinction was the episode where they like get infected and it turns them into another species. Mm-hmm. So the Voyager, I don't know if you remember the Voyager episode Threshold. Mm-hmm. I Not by name, but. 
it's it's another one where they like get infected with the virus and like turn into lizard people oh, yeah. or whatever. Wait, I thought that was the one where they went like back and they went on warp ten and that's when they turned into lizard people. One of them. Okay. Because there's uh, also a Star Trek Next Generation episode where they get infected by a species and turn into another thing. But anyways, that seems to be a theme. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> yeah. And just like, yeah. Yeah. And like the actors were really like not into it. LeVar wasn't into it. So like, I, I think that it's hard for me when I found out LeVar directed this this particular episode. Yeah. It was really hard That's for me upsetting. because I was like, ugh. Ugh. Wait, did you find the like, quote clearly. yet? I want another quote. There's no direct quote from oh, him okay. because because uh, he's smart. Okay, <laughs> fair. Yes. How do you know he's embarrassed? What um, was the context? I need to know. The context was like the context was this was uh, a space where you go down to the stage and see people shaking their heads while reading the script. Ooh. And this, these were like assistants and like people who were like on oh, set. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so this sort is of like watching gossip. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And no one ever said anything, I see, I see. right? Because yeah, you know, you got a job, you keep your job. Right. But like, get your coins, sis. But yeah. So I think it was hard for me because I can see why they were like, oh, let's get this black man to direct this episode about a slave. Yikes. But. And knowing that, like, LeVar's daughter is queer, like, knowing, like, knowing what we know now is just, like, a hard Well, okay, so this is, okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit out of school because I didn't see the episode, but you can, you can redirect me. But this is the thing, because this happens, comes up in other series as well in the, in the seasons, I mean, in the, um, in the canon. When they, it's, like, it's clear they didn't have queer writers, or at least out queer writers in the room. Mm -hmm. And, and it's. Because when they try to take on these issues, their gaze is so one-dimensional. They're so um, hotly focused on this idea of tolerance for the other that they recreate the other and they, mm-hmm. and magnify the otherness of them and the fact that, well, they're not right and normal, but that's okay. We can still have we can tolerance. Make them right and we can either make them right or normal, or we can have tolerance for the fact that they're weird, but we're still going to point out how weird they are because their gaze and their Always. vantage point is so normative and so heterosexist. Mm-hmm. And so, in this episode, in this in this conceit of this of this episode, this, from my memory, yeah, it's again, it's instead of legitimizing the idea that there might be like agency joy pleasure in having a third gender it's saying the we're like not allowing this person to have a gender and what a torturous thing that is and the fucked up part about the fucked up part about this episode for me was that archer denies the cogenitor's request for asylum Mm -hmm. the cogenitor is is mandated to go back to the ship Mm. and then commit suicide right oh my god right so then they go ahead and kill this queer character. That's so problematic. It's like there's no there's no room for you in society. You're just so tortured. You just might as well die. <laughs> is- and the whole lesson from this is like, Tucker, you got to learn how to weigh your actions. Not we need to be more tolerant. Not like we need to understand, like make space and understand that like different people have different like ways of existing and those ways don't always fit into how we move through the world none of that is a lesson it's you got to learn how to weigh your actions wow right the weight is in the wrong place like if they were really going to teach us about even if even if their only mission was tolerance which i argue is like problematic as a construct 
even if that was their only mission as writers, they fail at it because they do not actually give empathy or like well-rounded rationale to the other species and their way of life. They just say that if we fuck with their way of life, then we cause problems. So we just need to live and let live, even if what they're doing is weird and gross. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So... Uh, plus one for polyamory, negative a thousand for non-binary identity. <laughs> so terrible. Let's rate the show on blackness and queerness. Okay. There is one black character. You'd hardly know it. Travis. Because he has like three lines in one episode no, and nobody cares. Nothing. He's the most Literally boring. Nothing. He's just like, he's non-offensive in the way that makes him offensive. <laughs> so his name is Travis Mayweather. His lineup is... Only good sometimes. <laughs> right. um, and you don't care. You just don't care. And you don't care. He's the helmsman. Snooze. He's an ensign. Snooze. Does he ever get promoted? I don't know. He He's a space baby. I know that yeah, about him. Yeah, that's like I remember mildly that. interesting. Yeah. So he like, um, he's a, he's a space boomer. He's the main cast member. So he got paid. Yay. Black man he got, got paid. paid. Yay. Yes. <laughs> He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. I mean, he he's a brilliant pilot. Yeah. Which I feel like they didn't use. I think they do in the war. Like they, <clears throat> they get into war because every that has to happen at the end of every and Star Trek Star series. Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. they get into war with this whole other species that like one of them only breathes water and blah, blah, blah. And it's boring and weird. Um, but he's good at navigating war space. <laughs> war space. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it there is a black character, just the one. Obviously, we start out, we literally start the series with like dark skin uh Klingons. So it just like perpetuates the trashness mm. around like Klingons representing a type of blackness. Yeah, and angry and um aggressive. Yes, violent of. and like never able to be which let me just name i know that i've been checked on this that like people a lot of black people have like been felt offended by the portrayal of of black angry black stereotypes through vis-a-vis um klingons i on the other hand i i mean like i i see that i honor that i believe that i just want to say that i did feel some representation so Mm -hmm. it's nuanced or whatever or whatever (laughs) Or I was just desperate for role models. Yeah. I mean, we can we can get into Klingons when we get to Voyager yeah. and um, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. And Next I Generation. Mean, and Discovery. Hello. And Discovery. Yeah. Which is weird. It's so weird that we're going to go to Discovery next because they like completely revised the Klingon race. We're going to talk about yep. that extensively. Okay. Okay. So if you had to rate the show, uh, how black is it on a scale of one to five? Point five. Yeah, ditto. Um, <laughs> how queer is it on a scale of one to five? Negative five. I'm going to give it a point for... No. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's not. <gasps> I, there Was that the only... That's, yeah, that's it. Cogenitor and... Um, Stigma are the only ones that are explicit in any way. There's like, oh, oh, there is one other thing that I mean, I don't care because I don't care about gay white men. Sorry, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> uh, but 
there is the guy who plays uh, one of the main characters, um, uh, Malcolm Reed. Um, Dominic Keating is the actor. He, oh, yeah. He's, he played him. As... He's gay and he's very like he's adds a little, you know, something, something. He 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 always wanted to play him yeah. as as more queer. Right. But his uh, lines require him to like sexualize women in like yes. grotesque ways constantly. Terrible ways. So. Yeah. Right. So we're going to give it negative, negative. Bye. Sorry. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> Don't come back. All right. We did we it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first on fleet. Woo. It, it's um yeah. oh my god, it's gonna be get so divisive next week because I have so many feelings. <laughs> I have I'm literally watch rewatching um Discovery okay. now. But obviously I'm I started at the Mirrorverse episodes. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Seriously, if you have a um a BDSM Star Trek uh pod, just tw- tweet us cheers the letter and queers. <laughs> You can also email us. Cheers and queers at gmail.com. If you, you can DM us. Right. We got time. Yeah. So please use the hashtag cheers and queers pod in and on fleet. That's O-N-F-L-E-E-T on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends. Send it to your Facebook Star Trek group. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Send it to your like Tumblr. Send it to homies. your Trekkie dad. <laughs> I don't know if I'll send this to my Trekkie yeah, me neither. But honest. maybe they I'm will just out there. Be honest with you. <laughs> um, but you can send it to your right. Trekkie dad. Yep. <laughs> and talk to us. Yep. Tell us how you feel about Enterprise. Yeah, maybe if you love Enterprise and you are black and queer, we want to hear from you. Uh, if you have fun. Here's the dog. If you have fun, uh, <laughs> lol, no. Um, if you have fun fan fictions, enterprise fan fiction, please tweet us with that. We send that to if us. If there's a really good one, we will accept it on the show. Yes, we will. Um, there's the there's. The. Um, yes, please just send us your fun things. We will be talking about discovery next. Right. If you have strong discovery feels, yeah. If you want hit us up. If you want to tell us to rewatch certain discovery episodes, let us know because I'm definitely not going to get through all two seasons before we talk again. So, no, I won't either. Yeah. Um, so I'm like choosing the ones. I'm obviously choosing the ones that like center Stamets and um, Culber, but right. also anything yeah. where Michael is in the in the mirrorverse. Okay, good to know. <laughs> okay, go check out the Patreon because we have one now. Give your money to Black Queer Femmes because Woo! we need it. Um, we rate do. us on iTunes and leave those comments. We want to hear from you and we want to know that you like us um, and it helps Please other people find us. Like us. You can also rate us wherever you listen. If you don't listen on iTunes, that's fine. Um, and yes, oh, we are going to credit the music in the show notes, not in the narration right now, because we are figuring out the new music we're going to use for this on fleet. So let's just leave that for now. It's true. We'll do a drop, maybe. Maybe. I think that I want to 
like spend some time thinking more about like if people if you have if you have strong feelings about things mm -hmm. <laughs> send them to us but like we, we have to like figure out a way to, to incorporate that because I want I know there are black queers out there who are like I have feelings oh yeah yeah um, oh you mean like how to incorporate listener voices yeah oh yeah yeah send us a voice memo and we may be able to clip it that's yeah. easy yeah some some people have already sent us voice memos yeah that's true so <laughs> keep it coming we love it uh so i am always here to yeah. to listen to those um but we are members of the gifted sound network and this episode was produced by us <laughs> oh my god with support from lance john and uh that's it yeah that's it this has been a gifted sounds podcast if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe rate and review for more podcasts please visit giftedsounds.com <laughs>